Well, good afternoon, everybody. Wow. Good afternoon, everybody. Awesome. I love that energy. We have an action-packed session today. We're going to be talking about 10 new launches for your Windows and .NET workloads. My name is Sandy Carter, and I'm Amazon Web Services Vice President for Enterprise Workloads, which means I have the pleasure of working with all of the Windows and .NET workloads, um, SAP, VMware Cloud on AWS, Salesforce, really essentially anything that's enterprise-based. Um, before I came to Amazon two years ago, I ran a startup out of Silicon Valley uh, where I focused on innovation and culture, using some machine learning to try to match the culture to innovation. I did that with Carnegie Mellon Silicon Valley, where I was an adjunct professor. And then before that, I worked for uh, IBM focused on the cloud in Watson, which is IBM's machine learning platform, building learning models as well. So you can see I've been focused on a lot of innovation, and we're going to bring a lot of that to you guys here today. Now, you also are in for an amazing treat because we have two guest speakers that are just going to blow you away. So you're going to hear today um, from Ian Wright, who is the Vice President of Infrastructure at Pearson. Uh, and he is going to tell you a story about using one of our new announced products today uh, that will leave you spellbound. And then, of course, you'll also hear from Ryan Hoffman. I call him my Energizer Bunny. I met him at the New York City Summit. He is the uh, SVP in charge of eMarketer. And he's going to also tell you a great story about a migration that he's done with some phenomenal results. Uh, you'll also see some Twitter handles up here as well. And you can tweet us uh, at any time with questions, because I don't know if we'll have time for questions at the very end. So let's go ahead and get started then. So first, I want to wish everybody here a happy birthday because we are celebrating 10 years with Windows Momentum on AWS. We've been running Windows in the cloud longer than any other vendor. And in fact, that's led to 400% growth in our enterprise client set over the 2015 to 2018 time period. Now, some of you who know me, you know I'm a big social media fan. So I would love to do a picture with all of you guys holding up 10 fingers. Could I get that for a second? You guys in for that? Okay, here we go. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys very much. 10 years. Um, one of the customers I wanted to highlight is Autodesk. Um, Autodesk has been running Windows on AWS for 10 years. They started in 2000 with the Windows Server 2003, SQL Server 2003, just doing a lift and shift, migrating that over. Then they moved over one of their core project management applications, uh, and now they're even using our managed Active Directory as they're going forward. So big applause for Autodesk. I don't know if we have anybody from Autodesk in the room, but big applause for Autodesk as well. And continue with the announcements, um, of that theme of 10, um, Salesforce uh, also just approved us to talk about they're using Windows on AWS, and they just passed the 10,000th instant mark, believe it or not. They're doing a lot of their dev and test on Windows on AWS, and they, they uh, gave us permission to talk about this today in celebration of the, our 10th anniversary. So now we've been running Windows um, on AWS for over 10 years. 
And I get asked a lot about the innovation that's come over those 10 years. So I won't walk you through each of these, but just to let you know, uh, we've been innovating with Windows Server, really important base operating system for us. Um, SQL, and I know many of you are big SQL users. Uh, in fact, we've recently announced SQL running on Linux, one of our fastest growing and moving offerings as well. But we also heard you guys about .NET. We've been adding support for .NET Core, PowerShell, and as well, the application modernization series with machine learning, serverless, and containers. And we'll make some more announcements on that. So this is 10 years of innovation on Windows uh, for AWS as well, which is really driving a lot of the excitement and a lot of the energy around it. But I really have to thank you because you have shared with us a lot of um, ideas, suggestions. 90% of our roadmap is created directly from what you tell us. And that's not just from doing surveys. We really talk to you. In fact, the first Windows service that I built, I talked to 140 of you to find out what we really should build. Uh, we've really been honing in on the personas, like how you use it. So focused in on .NET, if you're a .NET developer, how do you use .NET Core? How do you use PowerShell? How can we make it easier for you? The same if you're a SQL Server DBA or a system administrator. We wanna make sure that we're innovating on your behalf, looking at how you're actually using what we're uh, providing in the marketplace. Now, because of all of this innovation, one of the big things that Andy announced today, and I just wanted to make sure I also shared with you, is that more of you are running Windows on AWS than any other cloud platform. So if you look overall, this data is from IDC. Uh, if you look overall, about 58% market segment share of folks running Windows in the cloud run that on AWS. And that doesn't happen on accident. That happens from you guys helping us develop the best offerings in the business for you. Uh, it also makes it, I think, a little bit easier as you're talking to people. Some people assume that maybe Windows will run on another platform, but you can share this with them and say, no, Windows runs best on AWS. And a lot of that comes from our experimentation as well. Um, some of you know that I have two teenage daughters. Anybody else have kids? Awesome. So we have a tradition at my family. Every Sunday morning, I make pancakes. So one day, my daughter brought me this picture from Pinterest. And she said, Mom, can you make me that pancake? So I said, of course. I mean, how hard could that be, right? So I experimented, and this is what I came out with. <laughs> now, that's not the kind of experience we'll be doing with your Windows products. Uh, but experimentation is fun, and you learn from it. And as you learn from it, you get better and better. That's the whole um, theory around innovation. And so this year, as we were looking at your requirements, we wanted to have a set of themes based on what you told us. Uh, and so for this year, the themes that we found around, the, around our Windows base was in three buckets. One, you told us really loud and clear that experiences are important to you. You wanna have the best experience doing .NET, best experience for SQL Server. In fact, over 70% of you said you want the same experience that you would experience on-premises, if you could, as a SQL Server a database administrator or as a system admin. Um, secondly, you talked to us about migration and modernization. So you knew the first step was to migrate over, and you wanted to be able to do that faster, more compliant. 
but you also wanted to modernize. So we made that one of our big themes for this year as well. And then finally, last but not least, you talked to us about integration. Integration on a file system level, security level, an identity level. So we also made that one of our themes. And so guess how many announcements we're going to do today? Ten. You guys are so smart. I knew I had the smartest audience. So we today are going to announce ten new things for you. Um, four of them will be in that experience bucket for SQL administrators, for if you're a .NET developer, or if you're an IT administrator. And some of these are just amazing. I guess all of these are amazing. We're going to do ten. We're going to do four announcements as well around that migration and modernization area. And then we're going to close it out with two of the most exciting announcements around integration. And that will be around file systems as well as Active Directory. So these are going to be our 10 announcements that we're going to walk through today. Now, as I was previewing this with some of our customers in our CAB, our customer advisory board, they really liked the grouping of these themes. But they said, Sandy, you also need to make sure that you're going to pull us all together for us. So we see how all the pieces fit together. So at the end, we'll also talk about how these things all work together to deliver the best and most compelling offering for you. So let's go ahead and get started then. Um, we won't do a drum roll on each announcement, but we will call out as we go through each announcement. So announcement number one uh, is going to be around SQL and performance. So you guys told us that performance really matters. And here we did do a survey. And we found that when you have the best performance application in the business, that your customer sat, your customer sat, raises up to 39%. And so we know that SQL really matters to you. So I'm really pleased to announce that we just published today our SQL Server benchmarks. Uh, we found, oh, actually not us, DB Best found that SQL Server on AWS was 2x plus better price performance than Azure. So the first chart is actually around cost. Uh, this is cost per million transactions a month. The pink, in honor of Amazon and our reInvent conference, is for AWS, and the blue is Azure. So cost, lower is better, right? I think. That's usually the way it works. So on the left, you'll see that the cost per million transactions a month, much lower on AWS. Now let's take a look at the performance. So now performance, faster is better. So bigger bars are better. We're going to stay with that same theme. Pink is AWS and blue is Azure. So running SQL Server on AWS is two to three times faster price performance wise than running SQL Server on Azure. So the bottom line, SQL Server running on EC2 consistently outperforms Azure across a variety of machine types. And we know this performance matters to you. Now if we continue on with some of the announcements around SQL Server, we also know that there are some rumors out there that TCO for SQL Server on AWS may be not the best, but those are just what they're called, they're rumors. So if you look at what we have today around Rethink, around some of our migration offerings, uh, we will give you competitive TCO as well around SQL Server. So make sure that you look at that as, we're, as you're looking and comparing SQL. 
Now, we also know another new announcement for today in the SQL Server area that you have to move off of SQL Server 2008, right? In July of next year, SQL Server 2008 goes out of support. And so we wanted to make it easy for you to upgrade to 2006. So today we are launching the SQL Server Upgrade Tool. This tool is an automated way to enable you to take your SQL Server 2008 applications and move them to 2016. You can either do that in compatibility mode or you can completely migrate them up. We allow you to do a side-by-side -side so you can run and make sure everything's working well in a very streamlined process. I've included a link here, which I'll post these on SlideShare and in the app, so that you guys can go out there and try this migration out or leverage this with your partner as well. Now, in addition to these announcements, earlier this year, we also announced for RDS, which is Amazon Relational Database Service, known as RDS, Amazon RDS for SQL Server, uh, now supports always-on availability zones. Now, this is really powerful because compared to mirroring, which you used to do, we have much higher performance. We also have less downtime because now you have an automatic failover capability to a standby system. It also reduces your cost. So if you're an RDS user for SQL Server, make sure you check out this always-on capability as well. Very powerful as you're looking at a managed service database. And then last but not least, we also have been really working hard on delivering SQL for you on Linux. And in fact, this is one of our um, highest growth services month over month. Customers are running SQL on Linux instead of SQL on Windows Server. We see about a 20% lower cost, mostly due to not having to pay for that Windows Server license cost. And we also see that a lot of customers are really wanting to standardize across one operating system. So this could also be an amazing choice for you. So lots of great announcements around that experience for SQL. That's our announcement number one. So let's on, go on then to number two. Um, as we were looking at um, experiences, one of the places that you really wanted us to focus in on was .NET. And part of this was 80% of our .NET developers told us that they're looking to build modern apps and also leveraging what they have. And so we decided to make a series of announcements for .NET around our build, deploy, and run areas. Um, around build, you guys told us you wanted modern apps. Around deploy, you wanted easier ways and best practices to execute on DevOps. And around run, you wanted more pre-configured Omni, so it was easier for you to get moving and going on creating applications um, as, you're, as you're going forward. So, under the build area, we're pleased to announce that we have Lambda support for .NET Core 2.0 as well as PowerShell because you told us that PowerShell is one of your favorite tools out there. We wanted to provide that serverless capability for you. Around DevOps, uh, our cloud development kit, or SDK, did not support in the past .NET. We've now added .NET support, so we've packaged up those best practices for you. And in addition, um, in terms of pre-configuration, we've now pre-configured those EC2 Omnis for .NET Core 
And what that will enable you to do now is to deploy and run those .NET applications much faster. But wait, there's just a little bit more. I love this one too. Uh, it, this actually came from a group of MVPs uh, that came to meet with us in Seattle. You guys asked for a .NET Developer Center. Um, and that .NET Developer Center, you were very prescriptive in what you were looking for. Uh, one was code snippets, so you could better develop. In fact, we have a .NET developer evangelist. Her name is Nikki Klein. You may have seen her on some of the Twitch channels. And she is actually developing and leveraging and posting code snippets so you guys can leverage and use those as you're looking at new .NET applications. Also, you told us you wanted to learn through more videos and online classes, Twitch channels, so we've been delivering that as well. And then finally, uh, connection points. You're looking for local events where .NET developers on EC2, on, on uh, AWS, could get together. We held one of our first ones in Seattle at the Spheres, but now they're going on across the, the nation as well. In fact, we just held one in Atlanta to get communities together, both virtually as well as in person. Um, this overall focus on .NET has really brought out a whole set of customers now who are modernizing their .NET applications. So you can see on here some really big ones. I just had lunch today with GE, um, Netflix, Samsung, GameStop, and even some companies like MindTouch who are modernizing what they're doing with .NET. If you look at MindTouch, uh, now, MindTouch is a company that's headquartered in California, and uh, they design SaaS software. And one of their big things is they had a legacy C-sharp application. Uh, what they wanted to do is to get that to .NET, uh, and as they modernized, they wanted to be able to take care of a couple problems. They were spending a lot of time patching their VMs. So once they went to .NET Core with serverless, they did lots of things at one time, they have uh, no more patching, no more server upgrades, and much faster deployment times. So we're seeing lots of benefits as we see customers modernize with .NET. So this is our second big announcement around that .NET experience. So if we go on to announcement number three, um, a lot of you told us that you really wanted to understand what your licensing would look like in your environment. In fact, 95% of you said you didn't know what was in your environment. And so what we wanted to do is to help you um, in that quest. In fact, uh, at lunch today, this was funny, so I just threw this in here. I had a customer who was called by his boss. And at lunch, his customer said, I need you to be ready for a true up in two days. I don't know if anybody's ever had that happen to them before. What's in your environment? Uh, and so we are thrilled to announce today uh, a brand new service. And this is AWS License Manager. License Manager is probably one of my favorite new services at the conference, and you know we did a lot of them, uh, because this enables you to manage your licenses across on-premises and in the cloud, really having that hybrid visibility. You're also able to enforce now, some of that license usage. So let's say today you're authorized for 200 licenses of SQL Server. You can block the usage of that 201st service if you want to. Um, this also leverages a lot of the native AWS services like System Manager, CloudFormation, so that you can really get this integrated. 
This is available today for free. You can learn more at the URL at the bottom. So let me show you a little bit about um, what this looks like. So this is the configuration. I told you that it supported Microsoft licenses, but actually it supports more. It supports licenses from Oracle, IBM, SAP, and others. So this is not just so you have a view across your organization, on-prem and in the cloud. For Microsoft, you can now look across the board at your licenses. Um, in addition, you can choose a license counting model, VCP, or maybe physical sockets as you're going forward. You can see the, Euro, the UX. Uh, we actually reviewed this UX directly with Andy. He wanted this to be very simple for you. We brought in a UX design team to make it as simple as possible for you guys to use as well. Um, now, you can also decide if you want to enforce a license limit. We actually added this after several beta customers. Um, some of you want to say if there's 200 licenses, that's all my organization can use. Some of you want the flexibility just to know that you're going to the 201st license. So we actually added this in after we did our beta customer test. Now, there's even, there's more. So this is one of the things I really like. This is the dashboard. So it shows you how many licenses you're counting, and it also shows you how many that you've already gone over your license count for. So that's up there in the, in the kind of the red. And then you can see whether your limit's being enforced. So here for SQL Server, you see that your limit is 200, so you can actually see where are you in that push to that limit. And then, this is really cool. So you don't have to just look at cloud-based licenses or like other license management tools, that's what you have on-prem. Here you have a single pane of glass for all of your licenses. So you can look at Windows, DB2 if you want, Oracle, and you can also see what you have on-premises. So here you can see this particular customer has both Windows Server on AWS as well as SQL Server running on-prem. So you can look at this overall. Pretty cool, huh? What do you guys think? So now to talk a little bit more because he's actually used the license is Ian Wright. Um, he is the VP of Infrastructure and Operations at Pearson. He'll tell you a little bit about Pearson. Um, and he is doing some incredible things around emerging technologies across the board. So give it up for Ian Wright. Thank you, Sandy, and uh, good afternoon. Uh, my name's Ian Wright, and I lead the Infrastructure and Operations Organization for Pearson School and Clinical Assessment. Uh, we've been a customer of AWS now for about seven years. Um, we started off, as most did, with a very instant-centric approach, uh, using a lot of homegrown tooling. Um, so we used uh, customized, home-built uh, instantiation engines to describe the infrastructure. Very heavy chef. In fact, uh, a lot of our DevOps engineers spent uh, their days with their heads buried in chef cookbooks, um, something I'm sure they look back fondly on. Um, and over the last three years, we've been moving to more of a mutable infrastructure, so utilizing Terraform, uh, Docker, ECS, Ansible. Uh, we're a heavy user of RDS, uh, in particular uh, Aurora, RDS Aurora. And today, though, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a product that came to us about two years ago, two or three years ago, called SchoolNet. 
some of you may have heard of SchoolNet. It is a um, classroom assessment product. It combines classroom assessment with uh, instructional um, management as well as reporting. Um, it's used by about 190 uh, different customers, um, different states and districts in the US. And then we have some international customers, um, some large usage out in India and other areas. SchoolNet was built on a Microsoft uh, stack. And so this was the first Microsoft stack my teams had actually seen, um, a big stack. And it was hosted in a traditional data center, in fact, too. Uh, we had a production data center and a second data center for disaster recovery. Um, a big waste of infrastructure sitting there waiting for something to fail um, from the production data center. And so a lot of overhead and a lot of complexity with the operational side as well. So we formed an SRE team uh, specifically focused around SchoolNet and decided to start the AWS journey and try and align SchoolNet with our standard operating model and get it migrated into AWS. We started that journey uh, by initially migrating the uh, disaster recovery target to AWS. And we actually asked two of our big state customers to run a live DR test with us. Um, they did that, and it's actually part of the, the contract we have with these states. And they didn't want to go back. They asked if they could stay on the Amazon uh, infrastructure and not go back to the data center. We weren't quite ready, and so we had to uh, disappoint them and uh, have them continue using the data center infrastructure until we were ready to go production in AWS. So this year, uh, we went live uh, with SchoolNet in AWS. Our SRE team, uh, big, big uh, hats off to uh, John, Wynn, and Michael, who uh, have worked numerous hours this year to uh, migrate that application out into AWS. And uh, the customers are ecstatic. Um, just to give you an idea of the, the volumes we're talking about with just SchoolNet, we service millions of students across the US and globally. Um, millions upon millions of online tests generated um, each year. And tens of thousands of educators are served by this product. Um, the teachers also have the ability to create their own tests within their classrooms so they can send out a quick Quizlet to their students, get instant results from the students within the classroom. And we saw a 55 to 70% reduction in those processing times for these tests um, as we migrated SchoolNet to uh, AWS. Um, blazing response times, is, that's not my word. That was the, the feedback we received to the, from each and every customer that came over. Um, as we, their, each customer went live, um, we just received a tremendous amount of feedback about how fast uh, you know, this, this product is 20 years old. It was developed in the late 90s. And it's running like a, a brand new Ferrari, I think, was actually one of the quotes we got. So what else did we see? Few things that we, uh, we did along the way here. So we were able to implement automated deployments, uh, reduce our infrastructure costs. That was a big one. Uh, and so uh, a lot of people ask me, well, you know, Microsoft's very expensive to host in, in AWS. Not the case here. Um, we were actually able to reduce our costs by about 30% from what we were paying on the, on the data center side. Uh, cost and licensing, I'll talk to in just a minute. High availability, so rather than have that traditional DR um, type of approach, we uh, have gone active-active across the um, AZs on the East Coast, um, so the East region. Um, and we also have uh, cross-site replication uh, for any regional type failures. 
uh, automated patching and compliance, something else we were able to, to get in there, automated configuration management, improved scalability and stability. We have had, and I need to find some wood to knock on somewhere. <laughs> no, it's plastic. 100% um, uptime since we went live in AWS. Um, I hope I didn't just jinx something there, but it, the uptime has been phenomenal, and the customers have uh, most definitely appreciated that as well. Uh, SOC 2 audits, a big one for us, so we have to satisfy SOC 2 audit compliance across all of the different assessment products that we support. And doing that in a traditional data center, anyone that's done that and had to go through that entire uh, process, um, certifying all of your physical controls, the facility side and everything else, it's an absolute nightmare. Having Amazon in that shared responsibility type model take care of all the physical components and just focusing on the hosting and the controls and so forth around that has made that far, far easier. And in fact, Schoolnet is currently going through its, its uh, first uh, SOC 2 audit. Uh, multiple regions, we do have Schoolnet deployed across uh, three different regions. Um, and so we do, as I mentioned, service India um, with Schoolnet. We also have uh, customers going live in Brazil and South Africa. And on to the last slide. Oh, no, that's the one before last. So twice as fast from a response perspective, there's the red Ferrari, um, and 30% on the cost-saving side. License management, so when we came to the end of the migration, that picture actually resonated with me because our corporate folks came to us and said, well, what are you doing about license compliance? We've got a true up coming up, and not just on the Microsoft side, but also on the Oracle side. And so I turned to our uh, AWS exec uh, account rep, Eric Thielen, who's been awesome throughout this migration, working with our teams, and asked him, I said, do you guys have anything we can, we can use for, for license uh, compliance, for tracking, finding out what we have in our estate? He said, well, it just so happens we have this new product coming out, and would you like a private preview of it? Well, sure, yeah, we'll, we'll take a private preview. And so we did, and it couldn't be any easier to use. Um, they plugged it into our, the account we asked them to plug it into, um, and it was literally plug and play. And we were able to see license consumption, um, very, very intuitive, not to mention the fact that we were able to also use that on the Oracle side. So we were looking at a lot of the Oracle licensing as we have another true upcoming with Oracle next year. Um, so great product from what we've seen so far, and looking forward to get getting more exposure into that. And I think the best news about it is it's totally free. I don't think there's any charge behind it at all. So, And that's the, that's the story. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ian. Thanks for sharing uh, your story. And I love those blazing fast response times. That was awesome. OK, on to number four, announcement number four. So we just talked to you about license manager, but what if we could couple that insight about your licenses with insights about your .NET and your SQL Server applications? So at the San Francisco Summit, you guys, 50% of you said that one of your major concerns was too much alert noise. In fact, you told us that you have to manually search all of these logs, your IIS logs, your operating system logs, your SQL Server logs, and you have to manually decipher and put all that together. So we thought, what if we could help you with that and make it easier? So our team actually decided to take on a project, and today we would like to announce in preview mode Amazon CloudWatch Application Insights for .NET and SQL Server applications.
Now, what I think is so cool about this is that we're actually using machine learning models to teach and to train through SageMaker about different issues that you could have with .NET and SQL Server. So that's why we're starting with those two, because we're actually using machine learning models. We're also using the visualization tools from CloudWatch to, to really provide you deeper insight and give you a highly improved customer experience. We would love for you guys to try it. Again, I've got a link here at the bottom. Try this out, and let me show you a little bit about how it works. So what we've done is we took a boatload of sample apps from IIS, from .NET, uh, SQL Server, and we looked at the data, and we found some of the most common problems that you guys are seeing, memory pressure, high CPU. And so what we did, again, using SageMaker, fed that data in, just like Andy talked about this morning, to create a whole set of rules and predictive capability. Um, we then are piloting that with many of you to even further learn more to create these CloudWatch dashboards. So let me show you one. So it's actually a consolidation of all that information that you saw before in all those multiple logs. But instead of you having to produce that manually, this now, in an automated fashion, will predict for you some of the highest, medium, and low potential problems that you might have. So here, if you look at one of the, the higher sub ones with a SQL Server, what it does on a single CloudWatch dashboard combines all of the logs that you need. It provides you with why we think that is happening. And then it provides you some prescriptive advice about what you might do with it. Uh, we had one customer say that it's already uh, saved him about 30% of his team's time just in dissecting some of those problems. You can also see up there in the red box where you can actually then insert training for your organization. So if you check that box, it helps us to train the model even more. So it will just get better and better over time. I think this is a really amazing preview, and I'm hoping that many of you will take advantage of this to help us even make it better. So those were our four announcements around our experience area. Now let's go into announcement number five. It starts out with migration. And one of the first ones there is that almost 67% of you told us that you need to migrate fast. Uh, many of you are getting out of uh, data centers, you're doing a data center evacuation, your contract is running out, and you need to get your SQL databases migrated very rapidly. And so for here, we're actually talking about the next version of VMware Cloud on AWS. It can help you migrate in a very swift manner a lot of those databases you have today for SQL Server, others as well, like Oracle too. Um, and what we've done is we've based VMware's vCenter and vSphere now runs on top of AWS. Um, but we even went further with engineering. We combined storage layers as well as network layers. So for instance, having NSX from VMware integrated with DX from AWS enables you have a consistent set of performance. So when you do a live migration of that SQL app, you don't have any disruption as you're moving forward. So if you think about the power of this, um, MIT, for example, had to migrate 2,800 workloads, 3,000 VMs, and 550 terabytes of data. They had three months to do that in. 
And so with using VMware Cloud on AWS, they were doing a simple lift and shift, but they did that all with one full-time equivalent person and no downtime. About 18% of their workloads were SQL Server, the rest were on SAP and Oracle. So fast migration. So that's our number five announcement. Our number six announcement is around migrating compliant workloads. And again, about 30% of you said that you have to migrate either a HIPAA compliant workload or a PCI compliant workload. Can I see just hands of anybody who works in healthcare or financial services? Okay, so this announcement is just for you guys. So we are announcing today um, that we have Amazon's server migration service that now enables you to do HIPAA eligible and PCI compliant workloads going from on-premises to the cloud. So we are the first and only major vendor to offer this as a service for you in terms of migration. Um, we do special encryption, especially for HIPAA, um, looking after that private healthcare information, and we enable you to get that migrated over just like we do for PCI. Now, one of the great customers, in fact, I just had lunch with, uh, with NextGen, I don't know if they're in the audience anywhere, but they have, um, they have migrated over all of their healthcare applications. So they focus in on healthcare, and what they wanted to do is they wanted to get to the cloud. But for them, going through the compliance for HIPAA is pretty hard, especially if they have to do the high trust security model as well. And so uh, we help them to migrate from on-premises those HIPAA applications and move them over to the cloud in a HIPAA compliant fashion. In addition, we also help them to meet their high trust common security framework as well. So this is a really a big deal if you're dealing with compliance. Um, in addition, around this migration area, we know that many of you, as you're migrating an, an application, what you have to do today is you have to select each and every server, and then you migrate over server by server by server. But with today's announcement, what you're going to be able to do is to group all the servers that are involved in the, in the application, so you can group your databases, your application, your front end, and migrate those all together as a group. So today, we are announcing application I'm sorry, application migration using Amazon Web Services Server Migration Service. Uh, we have pre-built temp templates for you for third parties, like SharePoint, for instance. You can do this migration faster because you're grouping everything together and then you're migrating it as a group. And you have centralized management, so you're reducing the risk of human error as you're doing that, as you're doing that migration and bringing that forward. Very powerful in terms of migration. So you ready for number seven? So some of you decided to go to the cloud, but maybe you made the wrong choice to start with. Anybody do that? Um, but we can still help you. So today, we are announcing an Azure to AWS migration tool. Uh, this migration tool helps you to migrate from Azure to AWS uh, and to do that in a very simple and easy fashion. You can export your virtual machines um, from Azure and you can import those in using our VM uh, import export tool. Now, you may think this is funny, but we actually have many customers doing this today. Uh, one of those is Ryan Hoffman, 
Uh, he is the SVP of engineering for eMarketer. And as I said, I met him at the New York City Summit. He told me his story, and it's really compelling. So please welcome to the stage Ryan Hoffman. Thanks so much, Sandy. So eMarketer was founded in 1996, and we're the world's leading provider of digital marketing research. Uh, and as Sandy said, uh, a few years ago, we decided to actually move from Colos to Azure. Um, and we use several Azure products. Uh, one of them that we use very heavily was a PaaS offering called Cloud Services. Horrible name, by the way. Um, they worked really well for us at the time. Unfortunately, development sort of stopped on that. Uh, and we haven't seen new features in actually years. Um, and so our enterprise agreement ended, and we decided to look elsewhere. And so we chose to migrate to AWS. When we made the decision to move, we identified a lot of AWS offerings that we could use to, to migrate cloud services to. Um, but we, we really started focusing on auto-scaling groups, which are very similar to what we already knew about, uh, and we were used to it. Um, we also really were excited about Windows containers. And we are really, really, really excited to see that Windows containers are totally supported running on ECS. Um, and the last piece of our migration uh, was our data workload. And so we host many, many different databases. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people have very large SQL Server databases here. Uh, and we knew that was super critical to the, the success of our migration. Uh, and we needed some help. So we actually worked with AWS, and we found a great AWS certified partner, uh, Relis, actually. And they assisted us, but we used the data migration service as the uh, tool, and it worked really, really fantastically. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about how we migrated our cloud, our cloud service PaaS offering. Um, and so just, just like Pearson, immutable infrastructure is really important to us. Uh, and so what we really wanted to do was make sure that when we build a version, we know what's out there and there's no skewing uh, on configuration or anything. Uh, and so we used HashiCorp tools like Packer and Terraform to uh, cr create that, that immutable infrastructure for us. And so what happens when, it, when a developer pushes code to Git, uh, our CI runs a build and then creates an AMI with Packer. Um, and by the way, Packer is an awesome tool for Windows customers as well. Um, one of the tips that our team found is we want to push those AMIs into multiple regions. Uh, and first we were building an AMI in one region and then copying it out. Uh, we found that if we can concurrently build the AMIs everywhere all at once, that was way faster. So that's an awesome tip. Uh, and once we created those AMIs, we actually used Terraform to deploy auto-scaling groups uh, with EC2 instances running those AMIs. And we have a lot of microservices on over 1,000 VMs. Um, and in Azure, uh, we actually use the smallest possible size VM, which is an A0 extra small, uh, which is pretty similar to a T2 micro. Um, in AWS, we actually discovered that the T2 nano, which is an even smaller size, ran our workloads great. And that ended up becoming a huge cost savings for us. Uh, so overall, we're really happy with our auto-scaling groups. Uh, when we measure the time from when a developer clicks deploy till we see green in the load balancer, um, we're seeing four times faster launch times. Um, and most importantly, because of things like the, T the T2 Nano and other really great AWS offerings, we're seeing 35% cost savings. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys.
So see, they do exist. Ryan, welcome to the AWS family. <laughs> Um, a lot of the things that you heard Ryan talk about was around modernization too. He talked about microservices, which he containerized, um, and he really took a big leap as he moved from Azure over to AWS, and we're really pleased that you saw such great results, and glad that we have such a great partner in Relis to help you out as well. So our announcement number eight is around that application modernization. So all of you want to modernize. You don't want to just bring over your Windows workloads or your .NET workloads. And so we um, have ensured that you will be able to do that with your Windows workloads. So for instance, on serverless, we were actually the first vendor to introduce Lambda or serverless available for .NET Core as well as PowerShell. And we did that because you wanted to do serverless like Ancestry, who is a very large Windows on AWS customer. They're now leveraging both containers and serverless as they move forward in that uh, application modernization journey. But in addition, you guys told us you wanted to leverage machine learning. And so we wanted to provide you a way to take advantage of all that great data that you have in SQL Server. So we introduced last reInvent, our Windows Machine Learning Omni. Um, and this was very powerful. So folks like Just Eat, which is a $5 billion startup, in the UK, they, uh, they leverage ordering food with 78,000 different restaurants in Europe, Canada, and coming soon to the US. Um, they're now leveraging this machine learning Omni to get data out of their SQL Server databases that they've migrated over to help train Alexa. So you can now order food through Alexa. But it doesn't just stop with serverless and machine learning. Um, we also offer containers. So for instance, we have containers available for Windows. We announced that also last reInvent. And folks like ZocDoc, a company based out of New York, they're kind of like a, a kayak for booking doctor's appointments. I didn't realize that. It takes, on average, 24 days to book a doctor's appointment. But with ZocDoc, you can do it in 24 hours. So they took their .NET application that was on-premises. They were growing so fast, they needed to scale. So they turn that into a set of microservices and then containerize those, because you know using a container for microservices is much faster. Uh, and now they're running their complete business on a set of containerized microservices broken out from a .NET application. Uh, they're able now to book a doctor's appointment in 24 hours versus 24 days, and they do six million appointments a month based on that. And as you know, um, Amazon leads in these two areas. So 63% of all containers workloads today run on AWS. 51% of all Kubernetes runs on AWS. So we thought, wow, Kubernetes is really hot. Why aren't we supporting that for Windows? And so I think this is Ryan's most favorite announcement. Uh, today, we are announcing uh, Amazon EKS for Windows. So we now have Windows support, yay! Uh, we're really excited about this as well. So um, our Kubernetes will now support Windows, so now you have a lot of flexibility. If you're using Kubernetes today for Linux, how, how many of you guys are doing that today? Okay, wow, a lot of you. So now you can standardize. You can use it for Linux, you can use it for Windows, you can do it with Docker, you can do it with Kubernetes. It just provides you with incredible choice. So we're really thrilled with this uh, announcement number eight. 
So let's go on. Now we've got just two more announcements left. And I think these are two critical announcements because they're about integration. Uh, and you guys told us that you really wanted to make sure that you could integrate in identity and file server. So um, we look first at files, file server, and we were looking at some of the numbers. Uh, did you know that today only about 18% of companies use the public cloud for their storage workloads? That's really low. So we were trying to figure out from you, why is that? And you told us, you know, it's really hard. You have to do it yourself. You don't really have anything that you can just use out of the box. And that's why we announced, hopefully you heard it this morning from Andy, but I wanted to reemphasize the fact that we now have, an announcing today, Amazon FSx for Windows File Server. Now, I'm really excited about this because this is Windows native. This supports SMB. It's compatible with the Windows file system, and it's available now, not later, now. Uh, it is a managed service, so you don't have to manage your hardware or your software, no more do it yourself, and it is wicked fast. So we talked this morning, um, ten, tens of gigabytes of throughput against petabytes of data, wicked fast. Um, it is also secure. We talked earlier about PCI and HIPAA. It's really important for us to be compliant and to help you with that. So we do support out-of-the-box HIPAA, PCI, and ISO. Um, we would love for you to learn more about it. So again, we included a URL there so you can take a peek at that as well. Now, we were playing around with this a little bit, and um, so we did a little a little piece of uh, built for speed here. So we said, okay, so we know that Amazon FSx for Windows does 10 gigabytes a second throughput across a set of petabytes. So we quickly Googled and we found that the human brain actually holds about 2.5 petabytes of data. Did you guys know that? I didn't know that, I thought that was interesting. So that means that we could process your brain storage in under three days using Amazon FSx for Windows. Pretty cool, huh? What do you think? Yeah? <laughs> now, um, when we come out with something like this, we'd like to have partners ready for you. In fact, I've already got several emails after Andy's keynote this morning about FSX for Windows. And so we do have a great set of partners that are already available to help you out with FSX if you're interested in it. Um, and what we do is as we go through um, announcements and launches, we typically do a preview or a beta, and that's where we get feedback from you, but we also then get our partners trained up. Our partner community is really important to us. So these are just some of the partners that are ready to go around FSX if you're super interested in this particular um, area. So let's go on to our last and final announcement. Now, um, hopefully you guys will get this. Do you get directory as a new black? You guys get that? Okay, good. Um, so directory is the new black. Uh, every single customer that I've talked to in the last two years about anything Windows always says to me, Sandy, you've got to have a great Active Directory. I use Active Directory. How many of you guys in the audience use Active Directory? Use AD. Yep, there you go. So, um, so I took that to heart. And so over the last two years, we've been working to make our managed Active Directory the best of the business. Uh, and so, um, some of the things we've been doing over the last year, we've been focused on high compatibility. So did you know that now, 
AWS Directory Services is the only cloud to actually have Active Directory and that trusted relationship between on-premises and the cloud, which means you can set up your directory in two minutes or less. We are also the only cloud right now that preserves that single sign-on, so you don't have to sign in separately. And did you also know that we have the most features supported of any other managed Active Directory from any other vendor in the cloud? We have the broadest range of support for AD applications, for instance, SharePoint and others. So we took seriously what you said to us about wanting a great Active Directory. But wait, there is a little bit more. We are also announcing today that our Active Directory now supports cross-account and cross-VPC. So we are the only managed directory in the cloud that you can use from multiple virtual networks and across a region. So I know many customers have already started using this, really excited about the value it brings. So now you can join your EC2 instances, you can share that managed Active Directory with multiple AWS accounts within that region, and you also now have that single sign-on. So what do you think? Do you like it? So one of our customers, Mary Kay, they do uh, beauty products. Uh, they're pink, actually. Um, they're the world seller, actually, of world-class seller of direct-to-beauty processing. And what they really wanted was a managed directory. So they're now using Always On for SQL Server. And they're using the new cross-VPC and cross-region. So they've lowered the cost and complexity of what they're doing. And they've now reduced the number of directories that they have to manage because they've now consolidated them. And that's up to 30 to 40% that they've been able to do. And that's just from using this for a very short period of time. So I would love to hear from you guys as we go forward on how are you guys using this and what else do you need from us on Active Directory. So what you just saw, I think, is a faster SQL Server performance, um, more customers on Windows, on AWS, than anything else. First, license manager across on-premises and the cloud, better application insight. Faster application for Azure, compliance applications, better AD integration, and the list goes on. So the question I want to ask you is, why would you ever run your Windows workloads on anything else? We went through 10 amazing announcements um, that were built directly from your input, from your feedback for us. And so we really wanted to make sure that we are meeting your needs. And we had one more launch come in. I really didn't want to ruin my 10, but I thought I would give you one more. Is that okay? Okay, so we have one more launch. Um, and you guys told us that as you scale up, um, you're looking at how you deploy today. Today you have to deploy with your peak workload. When you decide that you want to deploy, you then have to wait for that application to configure. And what you really told us you wanted was You'd like to be able to hibernate your instance, just like when I close my laptop and I can open it up again and do just-in-time scaling so I could warm boot or warm configure my instances. So today, uh, hot off the presses, I'm announcement number 11, but don't tell anybody, it's 11. Uh, we are announcing hibernating EC2 instances for Windows. Uh, this is available today for Linux. It'll be available here very shortly for Windows. 
And this enables you to do pre-warmed instances for your apps, and those will be pre-configured. So you could pre-configure SharePoint um, and get it going. So you can scale faster. You don't have to modify that existing application. And just like you asked us, you, it was your words, can we close a laptop and just open it up? Can it be like that, Sandy? And we did that. So it's just like closing your laptop and opening it up. So we've shared with you tons of, uh, of new things. I want to let you know that everything does fit together um, to create a complete solution. We could have talked about much more, like system management. We could have talked about um, app, um, app stream. We could have talked about uh, many, many more things. We just didn't have time today. But I just wanted to ensure you that all of our announcements today fit together to deliver to you the most compelling announcement on the planet. So why Windows? So you can see our cute little sticker here. Um, we have very competitive TCO. We have a competitive offering. I mean, what do you think about the announcements today? Do you like them? Uh, we have the most experience, 10 years. No one can beat that. High reliability. No one can beat our reliability. The best performance. I just showed you that from DB Best, TPCC-like benchmark. The best availability in the business and that innovation choice. So we are uh, very appreciative that you guys continue to give us ideas, that you guys continue to run your business on us. I do want to let you know, too, a little secret. Uh, we have T-shirts with this little cat on it. So Rodney, could you raise your hand? We're going to have people swamp you after. He's got a little box under his chair. So if you want to come and get a T-shirt after, come run down Rodney, okay? And get a T-shirt. It has a big tin on the back. Can someone stand up with that T-shirt on? Richard, can you stand up for us? So this is the t-shirt that you will get. So it's got a 10 and the ninja cat on the front and on the back it's got our 10 announcements. Don't tell me we had 11. Um, so I'd love for you guys to learn more too. Again, I really appreciate from the bottom of my heart your business. We want to make Win Windows on AWS the best that it can possibly be for you. We've got some other deep dive sessions. We'd love for you to visit our, our booth. Try out all these early access products. We try to make it easy for you and put them all in one place. Uh, we are also announcing today a solution architecture video series done by our solution architects. So if you want more information or a deeper technical dive on those, you can get those as well. Um, we love working with you, and we love bringing you all these new services. Um, and we really do thank you for being a great customer with us. Uh, email me or tweet me at any time. I'd be happy to help you. And do not forget to take that mobile app survey so we know what you liked. We know what we can do better next time. Uh, thank you very much.